everyone today's episode. Chris and I are talking about efficiency in the business and how to essentially leverage your resources properly so you're having to really do the minimum amount of effort to get the maximum amount of ROI. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan. And I'm Chris Livingston. And what we're talking about today is we're going through the idea of efficiency. So what happens is we all think, and you actually have a really good analogy or or background in this. We all think that this business, this world of entrepreneurship and, and running your own business is supposed to be unbelievably hard. Like it's supposed to be this grind. 80% 80% or 90% people are supposed to burn out and not make it past a couple years. But in reality, a lot of it is not, it's not for lack of effort. It's not for lack of trying. It's simply because people are just not that efficient when it comes to a lot of things, but specifically client acquisition. Bringing people on, there's a lack of efficiency and a lack of processes there. And because of that, they get burned out. It's so daunting to acquire a customer that they go, screw it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to go off referrals only. And then they never grow. And when you never grow, you stay stagnant. And when you stay stagnant, you really lose desire. So for you coming out of the military, I know you you were talking about before the idea of working really hard in the business. And you were like, yeah, like I remember back in the, in the army, that was like a sense of pride. But now when you look at it, you're like, well, half the stuff that you're doing is unnecessary. So can you kind of walk through that idea and then we'll talk about what today's topic's all about? Yeah, of course. So I think, you know, just kind of go back to the military time. I remember very specifically in Ranger School, uh, it used to be a thing where you carry the 240. So that's like the big gun, right? So you carry the 240 and you feel like you're, you're working hard because you're hoping to get good peers. You're hoping, to, you know, that's just a sense of pride that you have. Uh, you know, you're going to take care of the team if you're doing that. You're really leading by putting all the weight on your back. Now you're sucking. You know, you're food deprived, you're sleep deprived, and you're sucking right now, but you put all this weight on your back. So I think it's a little bit of ingrained into you and the idea of I've got to work hard. I've got to be painful. I've got to I've got to really push myself. I've got to experience all this pain in order for me to be efficient, in order for me to succeed. And as I recognize in business, that that thought process really does hurt you. It hurts you in a sense because you come from a sense of thinking that in order for me to be successful, I've got to hurt or I've got to, I've got to do the hard thing. Um, I think I talked to you recently about this, but you know, the other day someone hit me up and was talking about um, – you know, the, he got he got ref, referred to me and said, hey, I want to get a website. Okay, sounds great. So we talked a little bit about it. And so I showed him some examples of what we did just to kind of make it, you know, an easy conversation. And he's like, well, yeah, that's really, really good. I like that a whole lot. But I don't I don't need all that. I just I just need a simple website. And so I asked him the question. I was like, what are you hoping to gain from the website? Oh, well, I just I just need a website. Okay, what, what's what's the function of it? And what I what I gained from that conversation was that they had been so used to working hard to get referrals, so used of, so used to, I don't know, just going through the grind so much that, and they haven't received any type of success from online leads. 
So they thought that was the way they needed to do it. They just got to really lean in and push hard and grind and suffer through all of these referrals, uh, through all of these, uh, you know, you know, maybe uh, everything from like, you know, direct mailers and things like that. That's the way they felt like they needed those leads. And online was not the way for them. But I knew from my experience that online would work for them. And it was such a hard conversation to try to see a different light. But that's the way I saw it. It was similar when someone says, hey, um, you know, hey, I, I want to go build a pool, right? They, they go to Home Depot and they say, hey, I, I want to build a pool. So where, where are you guys' shovels? And they say, okay, well, hey, uh, well, we do have shovels here. We offer, do offer that. Uh, but we also have a backhoe that's going to be way more efficient for you. So that's kind of what I heard in the situation. And what I, what I think is very, very valuable at this point is just recognizing that hard does not always mean right. So with that being said, today's concept, today's topic is all about leveraging your resources, right? Efficiency. So Chris, to you, what does being efficient mean? Being efficient means being smart enough, being savvy enough, being responsible enough to recognize what things you're good at, what things you're not good at, and leveraging the things around you. And, and just to kind of clarify, to leverage something, either you're going to put in less effort to get the same result, or you're going to put in, you're going to be able to put in, you know, even the same amount of effort and get greater results. So I'm either going to put in less effort to get the same results, or I'm going to put the same amount of effort and get greater results. Okay. And, and the reason that we're talking about this is because burnout is very real. And let me give it another example of efficiency in leveraging your resources. So yesterday, at the time of this recording, I uh, walked in on Chris doing a role play. That sounds bad in itself. Like I walked in on Chris (laughs) role playing. (laughs) I walked in on Chris doing a role play with somebody, a contractor, and they got to the point where the contractor and Chris was playing the the quote unquote customer, the homeowner. And the contractor said, uh, I'm sorry, Chris said, hey, I got to talk to my wife uh, about this stuff. Like that's a little bit too much money than we thought we were going to spend. Um, but let me talk to her. And the guy said, okay, well, what if we do this? Let me text you over some pictures of some of the projects that we can do and show them to her. Well, they were talking about like a $20,000 patio. And the homeowner, Chris, in this scenario, he was playing somebody who only wanted to spend like, I guess way less. I don't even know if you gave him a number. But either way, Let's think about the efficiency of that. So the process of, okay, well, let me text you over some pictures. Chris, in your opinion, when you walk in this scenario, when you walk over to your wife and say, hey, honey, this guy's $20,000. I know it's twice as much as we thought we were going to spend, but check out these photos that he texted me on this iPhone. How, how does that experience look? Well, there's no backstory. Uh, there's no emotion behind it. It's simply, you know, Okay, yeah, there's some pictures. There's no context behind it. So I don't really know how efficient that would be for me. Um, it, it just didn't seem... Well, how effective? I mean, if you're the homeowner, because then I'm going to go into the efficiency side from the contractor's perspective, but from the homeowner, would that close the deal with your wife? Well, no. I'm Right now, I'm already in a position where we sp- have a potential to spend more money than we originally thought. And so now just seeing some pictures right now, it... it in, from my iPhone that someone sent over to me that I don't have any idea really who they are as a person and me sharing this with my wife 
she's going to look at, well, okay, so I see this, but yeah, I'm not spending $20,000 when our budget was 10. So it, it didn't, it was not effective for that sale for me. Okay. Which if you think about it, this is probably pretty common. How effective do you think it is for anybody? I know you're doing a sales role play in this case, but in the real world, if a contractor said, I'm twice as much money as you want to spend, and it's because you're paying for quality and you're paying for the experience and all this and that, and then when they say, okay, we'll prove it, and you say, okay, great, let me text you over a couple pictures of some projects that we've done, how much does that back up the fact that, hey, this person is you know, worth twice as much? I don't see it. At all. I don't see it at all. At all. So let's think about it from the contractor's perspective. So first off, this is not efficient. I'm sorry, it's not effective. So it's already not going to work. But let's think about it from the contractor's perspective, right? If they, this, is a, this is their own system. So now when the contractor gets off the phone, what they have to do is text them, or, you know, go through their phone and figure out which pictures to send over. So now they got to text them. Then they have to remember to follow back up. And then what's probably going to happen is they're going to follow back up. The person, the homeowner, you know, Chris in this situation, probably not going to answer because nobody wants to get sold to. And then they got to chase them. It's this whole song and dance. So it wastes your time as the contractor. And it's also very ineffective for the homeowner because the medium, it's not what you're building. It's how you also present it. Right, Chris? Walk me through the difference. You just went house hunting this past weekend. Walk me through the difference of when you walk into a home that is staged versus not staged. And how do you feel when it comes to buying a home? When I, when I walk through uh, some of the first houses and, you know, it's, I see a space, I see a floor plan. Um, I kind of have an idea in my head of what I, what I want, but it's not a clear idea. It's just a, a v pretty vague idea of what I want, maybe what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm going through these spaces and I don't know if you've ever done this, but like, if you look at a room that's completely cleared out, I feel like that room looks a lot smaller. It's tiny, right? It looks so much smaller, right? But when I walked through a house that was staged, had a bed in it, had a, you know, a couch in it, um, you know, had the ability built the ability to see that kitchen and that living room area all in one space, that huge open floor plan with the TV there, with the pictures there. And I can see a family there. It set a mood for me. Right. I don't know if that's too like, you know, crazy to think about, but it set a mood for me. I felt like I can see myself in this situation. I can see myself in this space. When I saw a bed in a room, it wasn't just up to my imagination to try to, you know, put my own furniture in there. Right. I got to see examples of exactly what this could be for me. So when I looked through it, the houses that didn't have anything in them, I was like, okay, well, maybe. But the house that, I mean, we didn't go for it with this house. So we actually got a new build. Um, and, and that was very much through the renderings and mm -hmm. things like that. We get to see exactly what we kind of expect for a house. We're thinking that if we're going to, you know, stay here for some time or if we're going to sell, a new build was the best thing for us. All right. But I still talk to Megan about this situation right now. Like that house that was staged, I'm like, I really wish we'd have got that house. Like, I'm not like regretting our new build situation, mm -hmm. but I felt enough emotion there because when I went outside, I saw chairs at the back patio. I saw the pergola. I've never wanted a pergola in my life. I have no idea what a pergola is even used for. Right. It's, it had like, it's legitimately, it's not even enclosed. You know, it doesn't block any rain, yeah, any elements. It's just there. It's just there. But I saw myself there and I talked to Megan all the time. Like, dang, we should have got a pergola. <laughs> 
So, so with that being said, you might have asked your question based on that. All right. So when you talked about when you walk in and there's no furniture in the room, you said it feels smaller, right? Yeah. Okay. So in your opinion, why is manscaping a thing? I think that uh, that's a very that's a very weird question to ask. Uh, right, I was not expecting. I thought it was definitely gonna be about sales. Uh, so, to kind of be candid, I don't manscape myself. I mean, I, I manscape, but I don't have like any type. I just know it. No, well, I see you manscape the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if that's also by design. Like you trying to make your scalp look smaller? No, no. I was actually I, I went totally left field. I was not thinking of my upper region. I was thinking lower. Oh. So I totally apologize about that. So I'm I'm a little. Uh, I guess I'm the perverted one here, but um. No, um, why is like it's, it's about neatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so if you are, did you ask me that question? <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see, but I, I do appreciate you trying to tie back into like sales and everything. But no, okay, so I don't I have no idea where you're going with this, but to answer your question, the reason why I think that shaving your face and shaving your head is so important is because of the fact that it is an appearance that's well kept and it's kind of like what's expected. Mm-hmm. That's expected. So if we want to tie back into it, when you see a home, the entire existence in that home mm-hmm. is going to be with chairs, with couches, with TVs, with kitchen appliances and things like that. So if you come into a house already with that stuff in it, you don't have to do too much imagining yourself. Mm-hmm. So that same example of when someone tells me, oh, I'm on the phone with someone and they're describing their motive or describing exactly what they want in their home, either as their new kitchen, the new bath or the new outdoor living space. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're on the phone with each other and we don't have and we have not a clear understanding of what we want, then there's some ambiguity. There's some ambiguity. Yeah, thank you very yep. much. There's some uh, ambiguity on a, on what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. But when you have something that we're both looking at, mm-hmm. there's 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 no question. It's like, hey, I'm seeing this. You're seeing this. What are your thoughts about that? And then what does that do for the sale? So you're in the same because as the contractor, you know, you know how the person's going to use this. Let's say the, the deck again. You know the benefits of it. You know how they're going to use it. You, and you, because this is your world, you go back out to the person's house, I don't know, a couple of years later, and you see the patio furniture out there, and you see the table and the grill. So you know they're using this to take a, a break and connect. But the person that you're texting pictures to, how much of this vision do they actually see, you think? Yeah, they don't They don't get to hear the noise and the thoughts that you have. They don't get to hear that value that you're going to bring to them. Mm-hmm. All they all they do is they see a a still picture of okay, yeah, I see some some chairs here, maybe I see, even if even if it's not staged, you know, hey, I just see a deck. Okay, a deck without experience is just more empty space. Mm-hmm. All right? A deck without experience is more empty space. If I put chairs in there, now I can see myself there, but still at that point it's still just an empty space that has some chairs in it. But now, when I talk to you about the memories, mm-hmm. when I talk to you about looking over your deck and seeing what's what's out there, if if it's you know either you starting the morning with your morning coffee and hearing the birds chirp, or if it's you looking over the deck and seeing the crashing of the waves of the ocean, or if you're looking over your deck and watching your kids play below, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, that's what people want, and that's what the sale actually happens. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody is at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com.
So when that happens, let's think about this because you see it as the contractor, you know all day long, well, people are, are, I mean, Logan, you know why they get a deck. They get a deck because of the family's piece. Well, most people can't visualize that. That's why it becomes a race to the bottom because they don't realize all these other things that go into it. So I know that when we're talking about these things, this is why the website and everything like that is so important because you create a system where you leverage those resources. And let me let me break it down how that works. So this is what a lot of the clients that we work with, this is actually part of the, the, the CGN three-step system that you get. We show you how to do this, but I learned it initially because this is what my dad did. Right, what he does is with his website. His website has these visuals on it. It has the this is what your life will look like. It has the testimony. It has it all. Right. It essentially um, it sells so much work for them because it does those visuals. It has those mental cues that the homeowner needs to move forward. But instead of my dad going, oh well, let me do this, let me do that. If somebody calls him up, he says, do me a favor, go to my website, fill out your information send me some photos of the project area that you're looking at, excuse me, and I'll give you a call back. And what that does is he could have spent an hour and a half on the phone walking through the benefits, trying to get the person to visualize all this stuff, or he can say in a quick two-minute call, hey, go to my website, fill out some information, and I'll give you a call back. And what that homeowner does is goes to the website, reads all about it, visualize it, and and sees the pricing, sees the process, sees all of it, and either says, wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to fill this out. And then when they come into that call, how do you think they feel, Chris? Well, regardless of how they feel, they feel exactly the way that contractor wanted them to feel. There's no ambiguity. There's no like, okay, hopefully they're coming in. Do they know price? Do they not know price? Do they want this? Do they not want this? Right? They have that. But if all my dad said was do me a favor, text me a, a couple pictures and I'll give you a call back. Does he know what starting point they're coming in from? No idea. And so real quick before you jump in, how can you optimize your sales process if every lead that comes into you is coming from a different frame of mind? Well, straight to the point, you can't. This is probably a stretch from your imagination, but my mind goes straight to this. When I, when I heard that idea of, you know, the whole George Bush, no child left behind, right? Mm-hmm. We get a baseline of what kids are going to learn. No child left behind, a baseline of that. If you were able to have a customer base that had a baseline of being excited for the real reasons that people are excited about your projects, a real baseline of what your process looks like, because we talk about this all the time. But every contractor has a different process. When mm-hmm. I bought this house, I had no idea what the process looked like for that specific realtor. I was happy when they initially told me, hey, this is what you kind of can ex- expect to work with me. So when I, on day two, day three, I wasn't being hit from left field. I knew, okay, this is when we're going to talk to the financing people. This is where we're going to find out um, what, what our criteria were for searching. This is where we're going to actually go out and look at houses. It made sense to me. Mm-hmm. The process was clearly laid out. So now you have a baseline of people that are excited for you, a baseline of people that understand your process. And if I, we, with our search criteria, we told them, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm approved for you know four hundred thousand dollars worth of house, but that's not what I want to spend. My my search criteria is individually. I want to be. I want to let's say spend. Let's say three twenty five is kind of what I'm hoping to spend. 
if there's an idea of what pricing looks like too, so they're not getting sticker shock, they're not being thrown off on what this, because you don't know. Right. I didn't, I didn't, from 325, I did not know exactly how much house I could get for 325. I did do a couple of Zillow searches and things like that. But that was just more of like what I felt comfortable paying as a, as a mortgage payment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know in what, I don't know in Maryland versus Florida versus California, how much house I, or how much remodel I get for $40,000. I don't know. What about Utah? You know that? No idea. Wyoming? No idea. Texas? No idea. Memphis? A better idea because I'm from But still, Memphis. do you have yeah. an idea? I don't know the exact number. At all. So as a homeowner, I don't know what, how much money I have compared to what I can get for that money. Mm-hmm. So when someone is bold enough and cares enough about me to, to, to recognize, hey, let me throw out a price. Let me, let me show you what a ballpark, what this, a ballpark price will look like on this site or will look like for, you know, this experience I got really excited about, that eases some pain. Because at, at this point now, even if I can't afford it, at least the, 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 the anxiety of not knowing how much it costs mm-hmm. is gone. So we have, uh, to, to piggy off that, is we're talking about the efficiency side, right? And, and that whole thing right there, what you talk about, that's from the homeowner side. And that's something that we all forget about. We all think it's about us, right? We all think, oh, we're really good at building a deck. Let me show pictures of the deck, right? Check out these joints. Check out whatever it is. doesn't matter. We think that's what people care about, but it's not. It's actually, it, it's more about how is this relevant to them? What's in it for them? Them being the homeowner, the prospect, the, the future customer. Now, on my side of things, the contractor, when I'm speaking about this, we have, uh, I talked to uh, one of our clients yesterday. We launched his website a few weeks ago. And I talked to him yesterday. Said, you know, how's it going? He said, last week, uh, he said, we sold a quarter, a quarter of a million dollars worth of work using the site. And I was like, oh my God, in a week? And he was like, in a week. And I said, all right, let's, let's talk about that. So what we learned was these are pretty big projects. It was only three projects and they added up. I think the smallest of the three was a 60K bathroom. So high-end stuff, expensive stuff. Um, but from there, I was like, how'd you use it? Because one of the leads came through the website. The other two were referrals, but guess what he didn't do? He didn't reinvent the wheel on the referrals. He still walked them through. Hey, send me some pictures. Let's walk through the site together. Because now it's a system, it's a process. And when you do it over and over and over, imagine in your world, the first time you ever learned to build a deck, did you know how to do it all? And did it take you a very short amount of time? Or did it take you a bunch of reps of building decks to finally get it down to a science that you can pretty much guess within a few man hours how long it's going to take you. And that's what he's doing is he's getting in these reps and he's keeping it all the same so he gets better and better and better. And at some point, he can hire a sales rep to do exactly the same thing because it's a system that he has nailed down and now he can go off and do bigger and better things within the company and become the visionary versus having to always do the sales. But if you have to essentially reinvent the wheel every time you're trying to acquire a new customer, how can you ever teach somebody how to do that? I, I think it's really easy to think about it from the contractor perspective in the sense of we have a process when we, when we go start a new kitchen. 
we have a process of exactly what it kind of looks like. We've done enough of these. We transformed 40 you know, other kitchens before. We have a process. We know exactly what it's going to kind of look like. Our crew has a good understanding of exactly what they're expecting on day one, day mm-hmm. two, what they're going to do, right? But in your sales process, is, is there a very clear process of what your customer is going to have to follow? Because not only is it easier for them because you're going to lead them through that process, but it's now easier for you because of the fact that you are now not having, like you said, recreating the wheel. In that same situation, there are times in which people come to me knowing, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're not outside our circle, that's what I'll call it. You know, they, they've, they've consumed enough of our content, they're friends with me, they understand uh, exactly what we do. I don't just say, hey, well, let's just hop on. No, what we do, let's follow the same process. I really do want to find out what's going on in your business right now so that we're not missing something. I really do want to find out what your goals are so that when I'm shooting for a certain target, I'm not off on that. I don't assume anything. I really want to know how you plan on bridging that gap and can we work with you to help you bridge from point A to point B. No matter how much rapport I have with you, relationship I have with you, we walk through the same process because even if it's not seen right away, it helps them out and helps us out in so many unsaid ways. So wrapping all this stuff up, we all can agree that like in the first few years of business, it's tough, especially when you're trying to figure it all out and learn how to do it all. It's going to be tough. It doesn't have to be tough from day one, right? Because you're going to fail. It's just, at what point do you want to fail? And most people, I talked to a guy you know, a few months ago, and he was like, I want to do all the marketing myself. I want to do all, everything myself. And I was like, why? And he said, well, that's just what a true entrepreneur does. And I was like, okay. So you're not creating a business, though. You're creating a job for yourself. So you're not a business. You're actually a freelancer. So that's what you are. You think that because you are doing it all yourself. That's what a true entrepreneur does, but that's actually the opposite. A true entrepreneur is somebody that knows how to build a team around them, all right? An entrepreneur is somebody that technically owns their own business, but being entrepreneurial is somebody who has the traits that it takes to actually grow the business in the right way. There's and, a big lead, stark difference. And lead. Yeah, it's a very different thing. So if you wanna get more on the efficiency side, join our Facebook group, Common Sense Contracting. We go through this. Um, it's a very, I mean, it's pretty hands-on, pretty interactive. We're, we're trying to essentially demystify a lot of this because, you know, when that guy's you know, talking about the basic website, it's just, it's not his fault that he doesn't know how to properly leverage it. Because if you leverage it, you know, you could get make a quarter million dollars in a, week, in a week if that's what you want and that's your business setup. But the people that don't leverage it and they do things the hard way, that's, you know, they're literally like writing their own ticket to this no man's land because they're having to reinvent the wheel every time versus having a system where you leverage the resources. And then by the time that people come to you, they're in that right frame of mind and their objections go way down because now they understand all the ins and outs of it. So common sense contracting on Facebook, join our group. Um, we'll, By the time that you hear this, we would have already talked about how to actually implement this and walk through some examples of how to do it all, but it's big. Chris, any final words? We we are on the mission to retrain homeowners how to buy from contractors. That is 100% our mission. That's 100% what we will accomplish. And I want to help out as many contractors as I can because 
the days of the days of dealing with con or homeowners that just don't know us not doing our part as contractors to give them information that they need to so they don't have to become tire kickers and waste our time getting people excited about what you actually do offer so um, if, if someone wants a free website audit I, I'm willing to do it for them you know okay. I take 15 minutes of, of, of my time uh, you know I, I ask that they that they're serious about it but I guess I'll give them this micro commitment um, if you go to facebook.com backslash c j l i v i n that's v as in victor c j l i v i n just send me a, a private message and if you're serious about it i'll do a website audit for or, you or here's what makes it even easier join the facebook group and then you'll see chris very active message him in there Is hey he chris listen to the podcast hit me up with an audit let's do it cool thanks guys i'll see you next time Thanks for listening to the Contractor Growth Network podcast. If you want to learn more about pre-qualified leads, fewer objections, and higher profits, join our Facebook group, Common Sense Contracting, and spend more time with your family and not with these tire kickers.